Ion 2020, episode 158. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, it's Ray Eaton here, your host of Ion 2020, that source that you come to Monday through Friday for all of the news, all of the events, all of those things that are going on in the 2020 election. It is Monday, and I certainly do appreciate you joining me today. We've got another week lined up in the elections, and I will be covering those things for you Monday through Friday. I've been doing it for over 155 episodes now, and I will continue to do it until November 2020, just so that you can be the most informed person that you can be. When you talk to your friends, when you talk to your friends on Facebook and on Twitter and uh, uh, your friends at your work or friends at home or friends wherever you're at and also your family. I mean, we got Thanksgiving, Christmas coming up. You're probably going to be going home and visiting with some of them. And at least you can have a good idea of what is going on with the 2020 elections because people will probably be talking about those things. And you can you know, give them a really good answer whenever they ask you who you're maybe voting for. You might have all the information you need on the candidates you got trump you got you know 23 democrats and i will also be covering all of the other candidates as well listen guys i might sound different to you today and i am working on something different because i have a new microphone and just bear with me here this might be the first show that i do on this and it's gonna take me a couple of days to really get the sound down i think the way that i want it to but i just want to make sure that i'm putting out the best quality product for you so i went out and invested myself in a new microphone I think it's like a blue Yeti or something like that. And uh, the sound is supposed to be much better than what I had been doing. And I just want to make sure that, you know, if, I, if I'm putting out a, a show, I want to make sure the quality is really good as well. And that's why I decided to go ahead and invest in something new. <laughs> to believe it or not, what I've been doing for the last, since I started this show in January, is I use my, the microphone on my iPad, right? And the sound quality isn't too bad. And the way that you make it sound good is you basically hold the microphone about a, about maybe four or five inches away from your mouth. So you actually actually talk into it like you're talking into a microphone on stage almost. And it makes the sound not too echoey. It also makes it sound, you know, very clear. But suppose I was doing a little bit of, I've been doing a little bit of experimentation with this new microphone that I have. And the sound is supposed to be, it seems like it's a lot better to me. So... As I start listening to these shows and as I start going through time, uh, the next couple of days, I'll pretty much figure out exactly where my mouth needs to be in relation to the microphone. And uh, just bear with me, guys. But uh, I just wanted to make sure that, like I said, the sound quality is good because I want to put out, put out a good show every single day for you, uh, Monday through Friday, like I've been doing. I want it to get better and better because this is something that I really enjoy doing is putting out these shows. I really enjoy doing the research that I need to. And, you know, I actually enjoy hearing from you guys as well. And I've had quite a few people reach out to me recently. And it's just been really nice to know that people are interested in the elections and that, that I'm putting out a good product that's, you know, helping people to understand the candidates better. 
that's always that's been my goal and that's just something that i enjoy doing i also take a libertarian perspective on these issues as well most of y'all know that but if it's your first time listening you might not uh but taking a libertarian perspective that means i'm a little bit unbiased i think i come at it obviously from my own ideology right but the thing that i can do is look at the democrats and the republicans kind of objectively so that because I'm not biased towards the Democrats, I'm not biased towards Republicans by any means. I, I really despise Donald Trump on some things, but I like him on some things. And some of these candidates that are running on the Democratic ticket, like they, they might have some good issues and some bad issues. I'm not going to discriminate either way. And uh, I'll criticize them when they need to be criticized. And I will praise them when they need to be praised. So that's just the way that I will do it. Now, I have been focusing a lot on the Democrats lately. And the only reason why is because that's pretty much where the news is at right now. There's not a lot going on within the third parties. There's not a lot going on on the Republican Party. Uh, Donald Trump, when he does say stuff, I kind of bring it up. But the main topics have been Democrats. So what I try to do is let you know what they're saying, but also take a libertarian spin on that and let you know what I think about that. Because, you know, a lot of the things that these Democrats are trying to push our socialism a lot of things that the democrats are trying to push are going to lead this country into more bankruptcy that's going to lead this country down roads that they don't that you know there, there'll be unintended consequences for a lot of the things that they're trying to do and i want to make sure that i want to make sure that you're aware of those unintended consequences as well because life is full of them anything that you do there's going to be unintended consequences even though something seems to be good and appears to be good and it sounds like they care a lot about the poor or a lot about this group or that group. The policies that they have are going across the entire nation. So there's going to be challenges. For example, uh, Kamala Harris posted something recently and she said that Donald Trump is, you know, all he does is spout, spouts division and, you know, hateful rhetoric and so forth. And that we need a president that's not going to be for division. But I had responded to that particular tweet and I said, Listen, just the very fact that you're a Democrat means, and he's a Republican, that means that you're both spouting division because that's one side versus the other. That's a dividing thing. And I said, what we need is both of y'all to go away and people just stop depending upon the government in that sense, you know, where the leaders that are running for president, they don't have all the answers. But and the very fact that they are out there, the Democrats and Republicans, means that there's going to be division. It's not like they're coming together. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's what I, that's kind of what I was mentioning on that. But hey guys, if it's your first time listening, go ahead and if you want to go, go ahead and subscribe to the show if you like what you hear. Uh, hopefully the sound is really good so you'll like what you hear from that. But also the the topics that I cover and the policies that I cover and the the, the way that I go about talking about the candidates and so forth hopefully you like that as well if you do go ahead and subscribe okay and then if you really like what you hear you can also go ahead and give me a five star rating and review i always ask for that because those five star ratings they do help in those algorithms it helps me when people type in libertarian podcasts or if they type in presidential election or election 2020 uh, i'll be one of the first that comes up i am one of the first that comes up in a lot of those searches but i'm one of the top 10 or the one in the top 15 but i'd like to be you know, right up there. So having that five-star rating is always very helpful on that. And then if you would like to, you can support the show as well. You can do that anchor.fm slash ion2020. And then there you'll be able to 
put in a support level of $299, $499, or on $999 support levels as well. And then you can also send me a voice message there. I've had several of those uh, as of late as well, and I really like hearing from you guys. So you can also email me at ray at irontheempire.com as well. And check me out, irontheempire.com or irontheempire. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter. And if you want to check me out there, you can. Uh, I'd love to hear from you through those sources as well. That's always nice. Uh, but hey, getting on to the topic of the day. So the biggest news of the weekend, to be honest with you, was this Epstein guy's death, man. Uh, now Epstein, what he's he went to jail recently, and he's being he's going to be going to trial. His name is Jeffrey Epstein. He's a billionaire, and he went to jail because he was running some kind of sex slave ring of some sort. And supposedly it was all like underage kids. I think there was there's this idea that he would bring r- really famous people, people that have a lot of power, onto these planes, right? And uh, he would book them on these planes so they could have sex with underage girls maybe foreign girls or girls that he kidnapped or something and that's kind of what he's been been in jail for and he's gonna be going to trial and so forth but he ended up dying of an apparent suicide over the weekend and the fbi is investigating that death just because i mean with some such a high profile case there's obviously gonna be somebody that's gonna question that right whether he did commit suicide or not a lot of people say that he's linked to the clintons so with the Clintons being involved, and there's been cases where people have died of an apparent suicide that were associates of Clinton that maybe had some dirt on them as well. So, you know, with Jeffrey Epstein popping up dead all of a sudden, and he was supposed to be under suicide watch as it was, and he still was able to hang himself in the uh, the county jail in Manhattan. So, absolutely crazy that happens. Coincidence? Who knows? The FBI is investigating that, right? But seems kind of weird to me. I've, I've never been big on conspiracy theories by any means. But hey, it's always fun to, fun to uh, speculate, right? And I've heard a lot of people on, on like Facebook and stuff that are you know scrolling through and I see people saying, oh, Epstein's dead, uh, another Clinton victim, things like that. Uh, I'm not sure. But I guess with the FBI, if they're going to come up with this thing, uh, it'll probably get pushed under if there's anything negative against certain people or parties or powerful people in the first place right i mean supposedly bill clinton was in on this stuff and uh, i've heard like donald trump even mentioned in relation to this guy as well and the other thing is supposedly has some kind of book that tells who all of the people that he did business with were so we'll see i mean seems pretty interesting to to know what's going on but it says, uh, his death came a day, and the article that I'm reading on thehill.com, it says, his death came a day after court documents revealed that he was accused in 2016 of sending an underage girl to meet and have sex with two former politicians as part of an alleged sex ring. Supposedly, there are a lot of people, a lot of people on these lists that did, did business with this guy, and that would be interesting to see all the people that do business with him. I'm sure nobody wants this thing to get out. So there is a lot of speculation as to whether this suicide was an accident or not. Because there is a lot of information that can take down a lot of people. Especially if, I mean, imagine if it took down Trump. Imagine if it took down the Clintons. Imagine if it took down some other major players in Washington. Who knows? I mean, it would really signal a lot of corruption within our government in the first place. And maybe, I mean, from a libertarian's point of view, right, 
maybe that would really help people to see that their government isn't as credible as as they think it is, you know? Because really, this government, I mean, these people, all they want is more power. They want to stay in power. That's all it is. That's how, that's how I feel about it. That most of these people, they just want to stay in power. And drives me crazy that people still look at the politicians as something that's like really good people and so forth when there is just so much going on. And this, I mean, who knows if it comes out? I'm, I don't know. I'm just purely speculating here. But supposedly this guy has a book that has his, you know, his little black book that has all of his contacts in there and what they did and so forth. And... I wonder if there's a dead man switch even. Who knows? I think I'm going to Google that real fast and say, um, see if Epstein has a, Epstein has a, let's see here. I'm just going to type it in really fast. Dead man switch, right? And then see if uh, he had some kind of like idea that if he is found dead, if Deathman didn't have a dead man switch, then the day death is fake. That's what it says. So, uh, this is 10 hours ago. This is Democrat un- Democratic Underground wrote this. This might be interesting. If Epstein didn't have a dead man's document switch, then the death is fake. No one on their right mind would not have a way of getting the horrible evidence out to the public under murder and dealing with these crooked bastards. Okay, this isn't even an article, but this is people speculating, obviously, that there is some kind of dead man's switch out there that he would have. I mean, if, if I was in his type of situation, you would want to hold as much over the people that are committing these crimes and committing these things, you'd want to hold as much over their head as they as you can, right? So you'd want to document every person, have pictures the whole nine yard of them being in that plane that never get out somehow, that only you have access to, just so that they cannot come after you at that point. I mean, it would make sense to do that. That's how, that's how a criminal would think, right? So there's got to be something, but I mean... I don't want to spend too much time on that. This has nothing to do with the presidential election, but it could end up having something to do with the presidential election if it comes out that Donald Trump has something to do with this or one of these candidates has something to do with it. I mean, imagine Joe Biden having something to do with this. Holy cow. That would be insane, right? Um, I don't think there's been mention of that by any means, but I mean, it, it's possible. This is a billionaire. He has access to a lot of people, right? So he could have had access. I mean, he could have had friends that were involved with with Jeffrey Epstein, or with Joe Biden, who knows? I mean, it's it's all speculation. But the guy's dead, and uh, I won't spend too much more time on that. The other thing that I want to mention was the election betting odds. It was really crazy. Uh, over the weekend, I was sitting there looking at the election betting odds, and Joe Biden was up like 27, 26, 27% on, it's called electric, ele- electionbettingodds.com, and I brought this up last week at some point. But the Democratic Party, the De- Democratic Pre- the Democratic primary, sorry, I'm stuttering, had a uh, had Joe Biden as the person. This was just after the debates, right? Joe Biden was up like 26, 27% over the next best person behind him was like Elizabeth Warren. And then it was uh, Kamala Harris and then Bernie Sanders, right? And it just, something crazy happened over the weekend. And it was it happened like all in a few minutes, and I started looking for the news. I didn't see too much, but maybe it was Biden's little gaffe that he had over the weekend in Iowa, where he said, "He said um, all poor kids, all poor kids are just as nice and just as good and just as smart as white kids." And that was a little bit of a gaffe, assuming that all white kids are not poor and all black kids are poor or something, because he was talking about race in America, 
And maybe that was his little gaffe, but all of a sudden, man, when you look at the Democratic primary at the electric betting odds, election betting odds site, it has uh, Elizabeth Warren is number one, 26.1%. And then Joe Biden, just 1% lower at 25.5% chance. Then you have Kamala Harris, who is dropping like a rock at 12.8%. She was she was actually leading after the uh, first round of debates. Then you have Bernie Sanders tied with her at 12.3%. Buttigieg slow, slowly behind him at 6.4%. Yang at 3.5%. And Tulsi Gabbard at 3%. And then you got Booker at 2.4%. So really the, the main contenders, according to electionbettingodds.com, is Booker, Gabbard, Yang, Buttigieg, Sanders, Harris, Biden, and Warren, right? Um, I think Booker might be a little bit of a sleeper along with uh, Buttigieg. If you listen to Booker speak, I mean, there was a, over the weekend, this is getting off topic of the election election betting odds site, but if you look over the weekend, they were all, all these candidates, they were in Iowa, right? There was just some big fair going on. And I'm actually pulling this from the Hill.com as well, 2020 Democrats edition in Iowa to cry Trump's darkness, right? Um, Cory Booker was kind of like one of the people that got standing ovations during this thing. He gave a really impassioned speech. Uh, people liked it, but 20 of the candidates were in Iowa over the weekend at this at this uh, Clear Lake Fest, like some festival in Clear Lake. It's a wing-ding dinner uh, as they blitz the critical early voting state this weekend, it said. And Iowa, I mean, I looked at the audience, right? Because I just watched Cory Booker's speech, and it was pretty passionate. It was just the end of it that I watched. It was pretty passionate. I mean, he was he he was a charismatic guy. Uh, sounded a lot, you know, reminiscent of Barack Obama in the sense that the way that he was talking about like going forward and a future that's better and everything else, right? And uh, if you look in the audience, though, it's all like white hair, white and gray hair. It's all older people. Uh, those are the only people that are going to these things in Iowa, but. Uh, older people are guaranteed to get out there and vote for you, so I don't see why you wouldn't be pandering to those people, right? But it's just an interesting demographic that he's talking about. He's talking about a bunch of white old people, pretty much, in Iowa. And uh, they just seem to love him, but they loved all the candidates. Um, the article that I was reading, it did say that all the candidates were, you know, giving these speeches and so forth. 20 of them, though. Can you imagine? This is all I was thinking as well. Who the hell goes to a these big rallies and these dinners and stuff and sits through 20 different speeches of, from presidential candidates? I would almost shoot myself after listening to all these people pander to me. I would It would drive me absolutely crazy. And people actually do it, though. And that just makes no sense to me. If, if I was... I don't know. If, if I if I was really... I, I enjoy looking at the politics. I enjoy reading the news. I enjoy kind of laughing at the whole charade of it. But I could not sit there and listen to all these people for hours upon hours talk at some kind of convention and just take them seriously. Because it's as if they're all just trying to auction off, off you know, more stuff so that they will vote for you. I mean, if you're listening... so. It said that Joe Biden sat in the sat and watched all these people, all the other candidates. He watched all 19 of them speak. And then he was in the audience the whole time. It's as if he's taking notes on, okay, so I got to give out this. I got to give out this. Oh, shit. Sh- or, oh, crap. Someone just promised this. Someone else promised that. You know, oh, oh my God, I got to give out this, this, and this too. Holy cow. I got a lot of things that I got to promise these people. And I got to one-up them too. 
It's like he has to take notes to see if he can give out more stuff to these people to get them to vote for him. Or I got to give a more impassioned speech. Or I got to get them rallied even more. But it seems to me that all these people want to do is just... It would just drive me crazy if I had to sit there and listen to all that. I would... I wouldn't do it. And and I I guess these retirees, these people, they don't have much better to do than to sit there and listen to at this wing ding dinner. They don't have nothing better to do than to sit around and listen to a bunch of politicians uh pander to them. But hey, every every man has his own desires and dreams and goals and wishes and and things that they enjoy doing. I would rather be out um slitting my wrists to be honest with you than listen to these people talk. But uh the one thing that the one thing at the very end of the article that I wanted to read though was this. Um, it was talking about Elizabeth Warren and her speech, right? And uh, it says while Democrats to take on Trump next year kept the president in focus, they also touted their own policies Friday night with Elizabeth Warren highlighting her proposal proposed wealth tax on the ultra wealthy to help pay for hev- a bevy of programs, including universal child care, and eliminating student debt. And then she says this, we've had enough of an America where the government works better and better and better for a thinner and thinner slice of the top. 2020 is our chance to make this government work for all of America, she said. Let's do this, Democrats. And what struck me is this, guys. She says, we've had enough of an America where the government works better and better and better for a thinner and thinner slice of the top. It is true that the government is working better and better for the thinner slice of the top, right? That's true. There's clearly something going on where the very wealthy, the corporations and so forth, they they have figured out how to get more and more stuff, right? They have figured out how to do that. But it's the government that's allowing that stuff to happen through the Federal Reserve, through the way that interest rate policy is, through the way that the government spent. I mean, there's four and a half trillion dollars being spent every year in this government. Somebody's trying to figure out how to get that money. So it's the government that is allowing for this very situation to happen by the fact that it has its hands in every aspect of our lives. So the government is working better and better for those people because they've figured out how to manipulate the system. That's what they've done. The government, the very wealthy have access to the smartest people in the world, right? To the smartest tax accountants, the smartest lawyers, the smartest business people to bring them investments. And if their investment is, oh, I need to invest you know, $10 million so I get a $100 million contract from the federal government, then they're going to make it happen. You and me, we can't figure that stuff out. We're just trying to scrape by. We're just trying to, you know, do what we do every day. If you're a salesperson, if you're a cook, if you're working at a restaurant, if you're working for Uber, if you're working in IT, we're trying to do our jobs every day. We don't have people coming to us with those investments of part of that four and a half trillion dollars being spent by the federal government every day we don't have people coming to us saying hey you know what i'm getting i get money from the federal reserve overnight at point you know or two percent interest 
Like we don't have access to that first money that's being printed and we don't have access to that money once it's spent by the federal government, but the multi multinational corporations do like Boeing and the stockholders and the shareholders of that. Now I am a shareholder in lots of companies through my 401ks, my IRAs and my investments. That's true. So I am getting richer in that sense because of the fact that there's so much cronyism in this country. That's true. But Elizabeth Warren, she diagnoses the problem very well, but she doesn't have the solution to the problem. Her solution is a government that takes care of more people. Yeah, maybe some of that money in government should go to more poor people. Maybe we should force corporations to pay people more money. Her answer is more force and more guns being pointed at American citizens and the people that are taking advantage of the system. Not hey, let's pull apart the government and have it take over less responsibility because that's the reason why they do that. They will figure out how to get around the government and get those government contracts every single time, no matter what, because they have the access to the capital to make that happen. But if we had a government that didn't do that, didn't have its hand in every part of our economy, if it wasn't the politically well-connected that make that get more well off through being politically well connected if that was not the case then th then you wouldn't have that problem right now you're still gonna have the rich and you're still gonna have the poor but they're not going to be able to use the force of the government to become rich or poor or you know make other people poorer i guess now i don't believe that there's a zero sums game where there's one slice of pie and every in the more someone else has the less i have i don't believe that that's not an economic economically literate standpoint to have now a lot of democrats do feel that way but it is a fact that there's four and a half trillion dollars being spent by the federal government that the politically well connected can get access to and you and i can't and i don't want to to be honest with you but i don't think anyone should be able to in that sense if the federal government didn't do, do so much then it wouldn't be the case in the first place if the federal government wasn't spending a trillion dollars a year on the military then these military contractors wouldn't be vying for that money they wouldn't be enriching the shareholders and enriching the board enriching the board of directors even more if the department of education didn't spend 55 billion dollars a year or whatever they spend then you wouldn't have all of these companies vying for contracts from the Department of Education. The Department of Everything. There's a department for everything within this country. And there's always someone trying to get a piece of that pie. And, and there's a riching. Yeah, the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. And it's a lot of times it's because of that. And the fact that the Federal Reserve, the way it's set up, it allows the politically well-connected to get that money first. The bank the the banks get the money first and it gets sent out to other people i was talking to my father-in-law about this uh over the weekend we were just driving down the road and he says man there are just gas stations going up left and right they're just there's so many gas stations being built and i was like yeah it seems like circle k is just building as many as they can sheets in north carolina south carolina is building as many stores as they can you got racetrack building as many stores as they can. Wawa building as many stores as they can. Just gas stations going up left and right. All brand new buildings cleared, built up, ready to go. And I said the reason why is because 
they have such they have access to such cheap capital right now. It would be stupid not to build as much as you possibly can because you're getting that money at such cheap rates. And at the end, you have a bubble of gas stations even. And when that bubble pops, gas stations start going out of business. But the strong will survive at that point, right? But you got to build as fast as you can while the money's cheap. Same thing with restaurants. You go around and it's the same thing. They have access to that capital before and you and I do. So they're going to get enriched because of that. I can't go out and get myself a $100 million line of credit so I can go build a bunch of new new gas stations. I don't have that ability, but the politically well-connected do. Those corporations do. They have that ability to get that money so cheap. But it is right now, the way the interest rates have been low for so long, it's going to cause malinvest- malinvestment across the board like these businesses are just building as much brand new stuff as they can and they're building i mean dollar general all these companies i was even heard a podcast the other day that was talking about dollar general was having a competition against like family dollar and the dollar tree to build as many stores as they can and one of them went to market in the right way and is dominating and the other one is not because of the way that they went to market they built as much as they can and now all that debt is starting to pile back on them how many other stores is that going to happen to all that debt is going to come back to haunt them when they can't pay their bills but the politically well-connected get it but elizabeth warren she says we can make this government work for all of america 2020 is our chance we can make this government work for all america i don't want this government specifically to work for any specific person or entity or group I want the government to leave us alone. I think that that's the appropriate nature of government, to leave people alone. Laissez-faire. That means, you know, basically hands-off. The government is hands-off. That people are left to their own devices to do, you know, to, to do as they please. Economically. And the government needs to stay out of it, man. But that's just the way that, you know, politicians, they always want to promise more and more. That's what they do, right? And people buy it. They go along with it. Oh, yeah. If we just if we just elect Elizabeth Warren, she's going to make everything better. She's going to give everyone free medicine. She's going to forgive all student debt. She's going to, you know, tax the ultra-wealthy with a, with a wealth tax. And it sounds like such a great idea. And they believe that stuff. But when these politicians get actually get up there and are able to do something, they don't get that stuff done. They make all these promises, and it sounds great. And people fall for it. I'm tired of... I mean... I, I've been tired of those politicians promising for so long, and I don't fall for it, but it seems like people do. But what we need to do as libertarians, we just need to get out there and t- keep telling our message of, of liberty, of free markets, right? Of non-aggression, dealing with people in a non-aggressive way. People just getting along. That's how the world can be. I mean, the world would be great in that type of world where... The government kind of stays out of it, but we have a government that's completely involved in everything. So our job is not to think about some utopia of how great the world would be if. No, what we need to do is start talking to people about it so that we could change their opinions of how people should deal with their government, how what people should expect from their government. We shouldn't have expectations that are where the government should take care of everything, where anytime there's a problem, pass a law. We need legislation. That's 
the wrong message to send. That's the wrong expectation to have of your government. So it's our job, because we already believe this, guys. So it's our job to get out there and talk to people about it, all right? And change the culture. Change the way that people think about their government. And they own the schools right now. They own the universities right now. Right? So it's hard to get our message out there. They've been doing this for hundreds of years. Talking about how great it would be if the government did this. How great it would be if the government did that. That's what they've been talking about for so long. So we are just a small voice in the wilderness right now. So it's our job to get out there and just build that voice up stronger and stronger until one day, one day, our message has, got, has gotten across and people turn their backs on the government and say no more. Because they will do that, okay? It's just, it's a, it's a long, drawn-out process. We have to take those inches where we can get them. So get out there and do that, guys. And uh, you know what? If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the show. Uh, and then, you know, give me that five-star rating and review, okay? That's all I ever ask. And then come back tomorrow and you'll have clear vision for 2020.